Welcome back to Conspiracies, Snacks, and Tinfoil Hats Dab. I'm Connor Kenworthy. And I'm Avalon Gubernick. Uh, and today we are covering none other than the wonderful topic of It's Atlantis, bitches. That's what the head of my notes say. So grab your snacks and your tinfoil hats and we'll be with you shortly. could choose one greek god to be one of your parents who would it be to be my parent yeah like percy jackson probably poseidon or hades because oh. i'm a dick so <laughs> i think mine would be hades or zeus hades because i think it'd be zeus fun is to be the like, worst you're going to hell yeah but i'd also be like my dad's king so you have your to listen dad's to what a I whore yeah so are most dads. <laughs> Zeus isn't special. Avalon, how was your week? Hmm, let's how are see. you doing in isolation? Um, I'm doing better now that there's like a light at the end of the tunnel. Now that I yeah. know I get to go home, like I'm fine. Also, I've been having to do a therapy app every day for one of my classes low-key Has it been helping? helps yeah wow i'm proud of you remember when that app kept showing up on my phone and you're like why does this app keep asking how you're feeling now i get it because <laughs> like, it asks me like three times a day i know it's kind but of it's annoying. kind of and cool because then i've never used it i do it and then it like shows me my progress of like when i'm happy this day three days this time three days ago you were suicidal yeah, wait, did I talk to you this time three days ago? <laughs> no. Oh, I, I thought you... <laughs> but, so, I'm sending you a picture. It's of a stuffed animal that kids... Okay, parents bring their kids into Target. And they're like, I literally have heard it so many times over the past three days where they're like, okay, you go look at toys and I'm going to go shop over here. So they're not watching their kids. Their kids come in and touch every freaking toy... And that's a picture of a stuffed animal. Ew. And it's all brown and gross and disgusting. You did baby shark dirty. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, but like, that shows how dirty it is. But that's, I swear, everything in the Ew. toy department. Yeah, kids and I'm are like, crusty. so people, and today, our limit is like 260 people to be in Target. And we hit our limit today. So we had to stop people from coming in the store. And I'm Yikes. just like, it's nice outside. Stay outside. Social distance. They're not social distancing. That's fun. So I'm going to get it from these kids and give it to my parents. No. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Probably. So what are you having for your snack today? Today, in honor of Atlantis, when I think of Atlantis... I'm, okay, wait. I'm. Let's just say I'm jealous already and I'm really upset with what you have. I have two snacks. You have two? Yeah. What because is, I just okay, went go. ham in Maverick. I love the gas stations. So... First off, Baja Blast is back, guys. PSA, Ooh. go! I bought five Baja Blasts from the gas station. 
but I'm not gonna eat one right now because or drink one because it's late. Um, for Atlantis, I think of Underwaterer, and so I got. Why am I showing you like this is a freaking video? <laughs> because it is a video for me. I so got Swedish fish. And wait, can you hold it closer to the camera so I can read like what brand? Like, ooh, like whole yeah, Swedish there you go. fish. And I got goldfish. Ugh, I'm so jealous. Salty and sweet. What do you have? Um, well, I live with my mom again, and so she convinced me to go back on keto with her. So I am eating keto cookie dough. Not what the on theme. hell does that have to do with Atlantis? It doesn't, okay, but I really wanted Swedish fish, and I said I can't have Swedish fish. You can so have the freaking keto ones. <gasps> are you kidding me? I am an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, are we ready? Yes, I'm ready. So let's get into the myth of Atlantis. It's not a myth. The myth. It's not. I wish I, Atlantis was real because that's it like is. my- It is. Okay, not, no. Though. Wait till I go. Okay. It's real. So officially- Atlantis has never and does not exist. Um, The legend of Atlantis started in 340 BC by Plato, our favorite philosopher. What? I said Plato's closet? No, not the closet. Um, Do you think Plato's closet has anything to do with Plato? Where does it get its name? I don't care. Anyway... That was a serious question, but okay. <laughs> okay, so modern day philosophers say that Plato used the legend of Atlantis to explain kind of his idea that a perfect form of government cannot exist or be sustained, and basically human institutions will always become corrupted and fail, which, amen to that. True. So... He kind of like made this story called Timaeus. These are a lot of Greek yes. words, but um, kind of to explain. And within that story, he says that Atlantis is real like several times. So in this story, it explains that Greece, most of its history was destroyed because of natural, national disasters. I'm an idiot. Natural disasters. Because of national disasters. Um, But Egypt wasn't affected and all of their history like remained intact. And so kind of this story is through the eyes of Roman history kind of. So basically it explains that Athens was very powerful. But then there was another city called Atlantis that wanted to invade and take over. Can you stop? That wanted to invade and take over, like, the Mediterranean Sea and area and things. So, the Athenians and the, I don't know what the people from Atlantis were called, the Atlantes, um, fought. Atlanteans, (laughs) are you dumb? The mermaids, um, they fought in a war, but the Athenian army was way stronger, so it caused them to retreat, and so... Um, according to this legend, Atlantis lays outside the boundaries of Heracles, which is somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, no, 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 no. The Pillars of Heracles is the 
Strait of Gibraltar, like yeah, the modern day Strait of Gibraltar. But it's outside of it, so it'd be in the no, Atlantic. No, the Strait. No, the Strait is like the strip between Spain and Morocco. Okay, I don't. So care. it's not in the Atlantic. It's the Strait that leads into the Atlantic. Well, it doesn't exist anyway, so it doesn't really matter where it yes, is. Yes, it does. <laughs> Gibraltar. So- <laughs> the Strait of Gibraltar does. I know, exist. but Atlantis doesn't. So. <clears throat> oh, you're saying Atlantis exists outside yes. the Strait of Gibraltar. Okay. I thought you were saying the Strait of Gibraltar was in the no. Atlantic Ocean. And I'm like, Avalon, the Strait of Gibraltar is a strait. No, no, no. That's not what I was saying. Okay. Anyways. I get so what you're saying. So Atlantis retreated, and after that, earthquakes and floods hit this entire region, and the island of Atlantis disappeared um, into the depths of the sea. Um, I'm just going to f- straight up mess this story up and prove that is fake so (laughs) the date is a point of contention from this story so this story claims that all this happened nine thousand years ago um but first civilizations or evidence of first civilizations are only dated till 3000 bc so this would mean that plato's suggesting that there was an advanced civilization six thousand years before when we have evidence, which, um, that's dumb. So, that's evidence that this is fiction. So, Plato made another thing called the Critias Dialogue, which focuses more on the myth- on the mythical origins of Atlantis. So, this goes into more Greek mythology and explains that Atlantis was ruled by the Greek god Poseidon. He married a mortal woman. And she lived at the center of the island. Um, And then there was like cold and hot springs everywhere. So people could always have an abundance of water. There was elephants that roamed the island apparently. Um, Would you have a pet elephant if you could? Hell yeah. Okay, so this island of Atlantis consisted of five circles. So alternated land, water, land, water. And it looked like a bullseye with the center being like a hill and that's where his wife lived and it was like to protect um him and his whore wife had five sets of twin boys and they each got their own piece of land and then the central hill went to atlas which is why atlantis is called atlantis apparently so atlantis was a perfect society where the government ruled in peace but over time, like all societies, the princes started acting like dicks and humans. And they were like, mm, we're going to marry mortal women and not do our jobs. And Zeus came and was like, you suck. And that's the end of that story. Um, so points of contention from this story is the si- in the story, he like gives dimensions to the island which is huge and it's like way bigger than the island of Crete, which is already big. So this indicates that it's like kind of supposed to be a metaphor because there's no way an island could that big could exist. Um, and even if it did, like we would have found it. Um, so yeah, basically it's up for interpretation, this version of the story. So the Roman Empire fell in the 5th century and so did the story or legend of Atlantis. And then fast forward to the 12th century, um, tales of the lost city of Atlantis resurface. 
um, 15th century, people start traveling to the New World and a lot of sailors come back with like these tales of an island called Atlea or Atlantis. Um, so 1550, we're going to talk about a bunch of like major people that kind of contribute to this theory. Um, the first being a missionary named Diego Dolanda. So this guy traveled to the Yucatan to convert the Mayan people to Christianity. Can and I also so, say I hate this man yeah, so much. Yeah, I do too. I call him a dick a couple times. So he lived with the Mayas and like started studying their culture and their like rituals and ultimately became very interested in their religion and noticed that the most prized possessions of the Mayan priest were their beautifully painted books that had like stories and religious content. Um, Diego was a dick and burned their books. Diego the dick. Because he's like, no, this is not how religion's supposed to be. So he burned most of them, but some of them he kept to translate. Um, and he like created his own translation key and basically discovered that the Mayans were descended from a civilization in the East. Um, and after their homeland was destroyed in a flood, God delivered them to the Yucatan, which he was like, Atlantis, maybe? Like, that's where they came from. Um, because he says they were, like, very advanced in, like, language and science and things. So he was like, there's no way yeah, they, they just... Yeah, they freaking studied astronomy. But yeah. do we have any record of that? No, because Diego he was a dick. It. So issues with this story, I guess. Um, Diego... Because he wrote a book about it, and a lot of the times in his book says if this were true, which means he's kind of just repeating what he heard and what he read, um, but it's not necessarily fact. Also, the translation key that he used was not accurate. We'll talk about it later, but like ultimately it just didn't work. Like He wasn't translating the books correctly, so we don't know what they really said. Um, so, as more people are traveling around the world, maps were made based on what sailors told people about the West. So, like, people go sail and be like, look, I found this and I found this. And then the map makers would, like, build the maps. Um, and a lot of these sailors, there was, like, among them the rumors of Atlantis. So, a map made in 1718 suggests that the entire continent of North America could be atlantis but again that's just word of mouth and it's not fact next person we're going to talk about that contributed to this was sir francis bacon which another conspiracy is that sir francis bacon and william shakespeare the same person but we don't need to get into that so he is considered the father of the most fanciful and non-scientific atlantis conspiracy theories so 1627, he published a book called The New Atlantis, and he describes Atlantis as, like, a very advanced island with technology and government and, like, just more advanced than anywhere in the world, and it was intended to be kind of a critique of the current time he was living in and kind of, like, 
hoping for this future new world where we could all live in peace and harmony. And he would be very disappointed to see what we're living in right now. Um, so he didn't necessarily write this as like a factual book. It was more a fictional dystopian type of novel, but a lot of people thought it was fact, which kind of fed into the whole Atlantis theory. So it's like Harry Potter is fact. What's well, not? Yes, it is. I Hogwarts wish it is was. Real. It is. Well, it's you not. You haven't been there. No. Well, that's really sad. I'm sorry. Um. Next person. So his name is De Barbo, which is a weird name, and it's really weirdly written. So mid 1800s, De Barbo. He was a lead scientist in. Mayan history. He liked to study the Mayans. Um, 1860s, he found an abridged version of Diego the Dick's book and his translation key, and he began to, like, study those same books that Diego was. Um, He, through his studies, began to believe that Atlantis was somewhere in the Yucatan and that Mayan writings had the key to finding Atlantis. So he began to, like, translate all their writings. Um, They were gibberish. The translation key was gibberish. And, like, a lot of scientists were like, yeah, no, this doesn't make sense. But he's like, no, listen, I have the key to Atlantis. Um, And he concluded that Atlantis was called Mu. And it existed in the same area of the Yucatan. And that a massive flood made them flee to Egypt. And start civilizations there. So basically that Atlantis was Moo Island. Moo. <laughs> Moo Island. Okay, next person we're going to talk about. Ignatius Donnelly. So he was this farmer and humanitarian dude. Um, he tried to like make this cool community farms and help people. But it just failed. And so he's like, you know what? Politics. Because that's what everyone does. When they fail. Um, 1863, he got elected into Congress. And he became an advocate for highly unpopular ideas. Such as women rights and slavery. (laughs) He said, yes, women's rights. Let's give them rights. And everyone's like, what? Ew, no. Also, he said, no more slaves. And they said, but who is going to do all our stuff for us? And he's like, yourself. So he was voted out of office because no one agreed with him. But guess what? While he was in office, he had access to the Congregational Library and read (gasps) about and became obsessed with Atlantis, which I'm like, no, bitch, no, you're a national treasure in real life. Oh my gosh. Wow. You know, when they go to the freaking library and find that secret book. Oh, I was thinking more like Avatar The Last Airbender where they go into that like sand library. No, I was thinking yeah. National Treasure because my boy Nicolas Cage. <laughs> anyway, it was just <laughs> like that. And so he read a bunch of books and became obsessed with Atlantis. So in 1882, he wrote his own book called Atlantis. Very creative title. Um, And basically you it was like Atlantis is real and it's somewhere near the Americas and it like describes this utopia again with advanced language and technology. And he even claims that that's where the Garden of Eden was. <gasps> no AKA way. Wakanda. 
Wakanda forever. Um, but something to freaking notice about this is this came out, his book came out in 1882 and the book 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was published 12 years before this book, which talks about Atlantis a little bit. So he probs got inspiration from that and he probably was like, people will like this book because they read about this, you know? So his scientific evidence, he says that in the 1870s, the U.S. Coast Guard found that the Gulf Stream in the North Atlantic flowed in a clockwise circular motion. <gasps> and he also Excuse discovered me, what? an Excuse under- me, what? Yeah. But like circular, like around the go the like island? that all the time. No, they don't. And he also discovered an underwater volcanic mountain range under <gasps> this area. So no, he excuse thinks, me, what Atlantis was by a mountain range. Yeah, he thinks this is proof of Atlantis. Um, I do not. So I do. Because of this book, a lot of people wanted to like make task forces to find Atlantis and scientists were like, you're dumb. Even Darwin was like, this is stupid. Like, you're crazy. Um, But because of this book, it kind of inspired a lot of people to like search for Atlantis. So, 1872, there was an amateur archaeologist who found the legendary city of Troy, which was also considered a fictitious city like Atlantis. So this influenced other expeditions to find things important to ancient Greek and Roman history. So there's a precedent that a previously thought mystical city has been found. Yeah. I just want to point that out. Okay. Um, so 1913, um, this guy, um, he theorized that Plato's story of Atlantis was actually true. And, but they kind of changed it and thought that Gnosis, which was, if we go back to Greek mythology, was like Minos, King Minos's palace, the guy that like had the Minotaur and gold. Um, This was discovered in 1900s. And so people are like, maybe Atlantis was Gnosis, but we just like kind of based it off that. Um, 1930, Greek archaeologists studied the volcano Thera on the Greek island of Santorini, and they theorized that the volcano had a massive explosion around 1500 BC that was so strong that it caused the entire island to collapse in on itself. And this was around when the Minoan Empire also crumbled and collapsed. So they also believe that this eruption caused tidal waves to cross the Mediterranean at 200 miles per hour, which Whoa. is powerful enough to have destroyed cities such as Gnosis or Atlantis. Atlantis. Um, in 1956, another earthquake hit Thera and created large cracks in the ground, and geologists found human remains that dated between 1510 and 1310 BC, which is around the time that they hypothesized that massive explosion was so they basically came to the conclusion that like atlantis was inspired by the destruction of gnosis by the thera explosion or some people even think that atlantis is based on santorini not crete um some evidence of that is in 1967 
um, Marinotos, that same dude, um, explored Santorini and discovered a field covered in volcanic ash. He began excavation and found ancient ruins from the Bronze Age between 3300 BC and 1200 BC and found like complete buildings, pottery, wall paintings, um, and this stupid American named James Maver went back to America and was like, OMG, we found Atlantis. And Marinodos was like, no, we didn't. Like, yeah, this is cool stuff, but it's not Atlantis. Um, the last thing I have to say. 2000. Katsinopolo. Um, 2000 cats? No. In the oh. year 2000, an archaeologist oh. named Katsopolo. Katsinopolo found this legendary city called Haliki. Um, they found signs that this city had been destroyed by massive earthquakes in 373 BC during Plato's lifetime. So he probs just like Plato was like, ooh, remember this huge thing that happened? Like, let's make a fictional city based on what happened in real life. So this kind of feeds into another theory that he just based Atlantis on Haliki. And that's all the history I have. Basically, from a history, I just learned that Plato just steals ideas from other things. And Atlantis isn't real. They just are, like, using other stories to make up Atlantis. The end. Don't, don't ever insult the ninth planet like this ever again, okay? What? Plu- oh, Plato, Pluto. you idiot. <laughs> So, let's get to the good stuff. This is why people are here. They're here to listen to me, not to you. So, we're going to start with <laughs> the best um, conspiracy I have, and then we'll move towards the kind of lame ones. So, ultimately, I personally know where Atlantis is. It is off the coast of Spain. No. Uh and so the whole thing that you talked about with the size, how it's like crazy big, um, what they know about Plato was that he was also a big follower of a guy named like Pythagoras. And Pythagorean theorem? A, yeah, that's what A squared plus I, B squared equals C squared. Yeah, good job. So you're wrong, but <gasps> I'm just kidding. Am I really? Uh, that's the only thing I know about math. No, yeah. No, that's right. That's the Pythagorean theorem. Okay, so... We're going to talk about those ring of circles. So the circles in ancient Greek uh, mythology are considered to be the ideal shape. They're like a perfect shape. And so they believe that this, like you said, it was kind of allegorical in a way that the rings surrounding Atlantis showed that it was like a perfect, it was like a utopia. There was, it was kind of a perfect society. Um, but then because people think that those rings were a metaphor, they also think other parts of the story could be metaphorical. They think Atlantis was a real city, but that, uh, Plato did, you know, embellish a little bit. So the original dimensions made, uh, Atlantis bigger than the size of Alaska. Like they used things called stades. Um, they were really big. And it's kind of debated on what states were, um, but it, it, so overall they would say that using the original dimensions, it would have been bigger than Alaska, which for my Australia friends is the biggest state in the United States, um, land mass wise. And so, but 
if using the dimensions there was also it was saying that the dimensions were 2000 by 3000 stades which would have made the perimeter of atlantis about 10,000 staged and the ancient greek word for 10,000 is myriad which also means like the biggest number possible so they, a lot of people think plato could have been using this as a type of way to saying that atlantis was just freaking massive and like we've seen this in other civilizations as well like the hebrews use the term 40 to mean a lot so like the israelites wandered for 40 years and all that stuff it doesn't necessarily mean like 40 years it could but it could also just mean a lot as well as like hebrews use seven as a perfect number so that's similar to like the ten thousand being a whole freaking bunch and circles being like the perfect shape so um they were saying so like if some of these numbers and metaphor like were metaphors and uh, like what of the story can be taken as fact and if you kind of take out the numbers oh the other thing was that you didn't cover was some guy i forgot his name said that if you divide all they think that the people that were doing the dimensions that plato said were wrong um and instead of like ten thousand, it was like a hundred or something or instead of a thousand meaning a thousand something it was a hundred something so if you divide all of plato's numbers by a hundred it makes it all more realistic so that could also be another thing um but the two facts that people take away from atlantis that they believe are real was that they had a war against the people of athens and that earthquakes is what caused and earthquakes and floods is what destroyed atlantis they believe that those ones are grounded in fact um plato says that atlantis pretty much was a uh big civilization that took over most of europe and asia but was beaten back by the Ath by the people of athens um and then according to historians um especially a guy named eric h klein there's evidence that athens was under siege at this time by people referred to as the sea people in history um and that was in the late 13th century and this is kind of taken from um also egyptian history so and then around this time they have also found archaeological evidence that points that these sea people were from somewhere in like central europe um, but these people ultimately were expanding they were trying to get to egypt and the whole way they rampaged and pillaged and left destruction in their wake um they were able to almost destroy everything except for athens kind of like held off and kind of like kept their own stuff and then Egypt, they got to Egypt and they were too spread out, too defeated. And so they defeated the sea people. Um, but most of Greece had been destroyed at the time. Um, and so this historical evidence of this kind of like battle fits in with Plato's story. Um, and then probably like why he was telling the story of people again about becoming too entitled. And um, so like using like history, it's kind of like how we use like the Cold War and the World War II now to teach lessons of like not wanting to, to repeat this into this podcast oh i How i'm telling you, you it mention its name no 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 i brought it in because it's already coming in later i have no -uh. stuff on it so <laughs> can we ever not talk about world war ii no so um <laughs> so this also fits that in plato's story this people of atlantis were seafaring people and that they were outside the pillar of heracles which we talked about was the strait of gibraltar 
which is between Spain and Morocco. Um, and then, so some of the islands in the Mediterranean, like you were said, have been thought to be Atlantis. But if you take the fact that Atlantis lies out of the Strait of Gibraltar, then we can't believe that. So how you were talking about um, the island that used to be known for, what is the guy, King Minos and all that stuff? Like he can't, that can't be the case because it's inside of the Strait of Gibraltar. So everyone knew that uh, Atlantis had to be outside of the Mediterranean. It had to come from like the Atlantic Ocean. So into the 2000s, German Michael Hubner, he gathered 51 details of the location of Atlantis that Plato had used in his story, including like dimension, size, um, landscape, and stuff like that. And he plugged it into a computer program and the computer program spit out the best possible location using all those details. And that computer program came to be the Seuss Massa Plain in Southern Morocco. So, Avalon, are you listening? Yes. Are you? I am. So this plane, the Seuss Massa Plain. Morocco. Yes. So the Seuss Massa Plain in Southern Morocco uh, used to be referred to as an island, um, but it's inland. So like it kind of just like stands apart from everything. Um, It is outside the Strait of Gibraltar. Uh, It's part of the like on the side of the Atlantic Ocean. And it has a large hill in the center, like a mountain at the center of Atlantis. It's surrounded by a mountain range and has dry circular riverbeds. The diameter of the outermost riverbed is extremely close to the dimensions Plato said was Atlantis's outermost ring of land. So fits a lot of that stuff. Also, you want to know what else? A computer program? Yeah, it it said like this is the location and the location it gave, that's what this stuff has. So in Morocco, ha- there's a place that has all this. Guess what else this location in Morocco has? What? Anyone? A large population of elephants. I'm Ooh, telling you, this is I it. Like elephantes. <laughs> and Atlantis was said to have elephants. Anyways... People think like this is a good location, but what doesn't make sense to them is how it's several miles inland. So people are like, how the freak could it be destroyed by a flood? They're like, that doesn't make sense. So, but it fits everything else. Like, what the crap? So another location that it let, said it could be was a, an ancient city called Tartessos. Um, Tartessos. I'm naming my first child. <laughs> okay, have fun with that. <laughs> So in 1922, a guy named Adolf Shilton said that the city of Tartessos, it's in southern Spain, so just like north of the Strait of Gibraltar or the Pillars of Heracles. Um, Not much is known about this city, uh, but it is described in Greek history as a wealthy kingdom of precious metals. Um, It was also thought to be mythical until the 1900s when human remains were found. But this precious metal that is said it was all like they traded. It was things like copper, gold, tin and all that stuff. And all those metals that it was said to have traded with were used by Plato to describe the altar at or the temple at the center of Atlantis. So like this could be Atlantis. Um, 
It is also close to a mountain range, and then there's also an active fault line that runs underneath the city, which is known to cause earthquakes and tsunamis. So easily could have been. But the the problem with this location is that it was lost in 500 BC, um, and Atlantis was thought to be lost like a thousand years before. Yeah. So it's like too late. They're like, what the crap? But they do believe that a possibility is that um, Tartessos is like came after Atlantis. Like Atlantis was there, it was built, and then an earthquake happened, a tsunami hit, and it was flooded. And then after the water had receded, people moved in and kind of retook it. And Tartessos is like the child of Atlantis. Um, And so this is kind of what most people think is like this area used to be atlantis but then every like it did drown in like a tsunami and all that stuff but then people came back and because it was a good location rebuilt it um and so that is kind of the the best too and so it makes sense to me i also that's like the first conspiracy theory is that it's one of those two locations most people think it's tartessos and um i kind of agree but then I, it also makes sense because Morocco is across from the Strait of Gibraltar and also has elephants. So I feel like that area has everything it needs to fulfill. Yeah, that one sounded more real than the Tartessos one. So that one is just the fact that they know it's close to water. It's known to have had a great civilization and it's known that it could have been flooded. The, um, the other one, the Sus Massa plane or whatever, um, sounds more like G. Like it sounds more physically descriptive, correct? But it doesn't make sense like geographically. Gotcha. So I don't know. So between those two, people are like they think Atlantis did exist, and then it's just been so long, and obviously if tsunamis hit it, it would be bad. So. I personally think it's one of those places, and I think it did exist. But now let's get into some of the fun conspiracies. Yes. So in 1901, Edgar Cayce, he's a guy, and he lost his voice due to laryngitis. Uh, But he thought that... Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know what that means, but... Atlantis! uh, That's where Ariel's from! Yeah, but so you're saying Ariel had laryngitis? Yes. Okay. So, no, this guy, Casey, he also thought his voice loss, because, like, he got laryngitis, but then he lost use of his voice, so he's like, maybe it's also psychosomatic. Um, So he sought out a guy named Al Lane, and he was a hypnotist, and he wanted to help him. So Lane said, let's do it, and I'll help you. And then he put Casey into a hypnotic state, and then asked Casey to diagnose himself. Um, and then a hoarse voice escaped from Casey's throat. And he said, An increase of blood flow to my voice box will improve my ability to speak. What the actual hell did you That's what happened. Say? That's how. What? Did you, you hear what I said? sounded like when Professor Trelawney goes crazy and is talking yeah. in that creepy voice. That's exactly what happened. Imagine a guy not speaking, and then that's what happens when you put him under hypnosis. I would kill him. So the hypnotist dude was like, okay, you should increase blood flow, then whatever. And Casey's face turned, his face and throat turned red, and it flushed with blood. And then 20 minutes later, Casey, the guy under hypnosis, said, the treatment is over. And then he came out of the trance, <laughs> and he was... <laughs> 
And he came out of the trance and he was just speaking normally. Like he was just fine. What the heck? Yeah. So this Casey guy became a psychic healer for like voluntary oh donations gosh. and traveled. Uh, and then he also was like psychic and he started answering questions about the universe and predicting the future. Um, and he channeled all this information from the great beyond. So in 1925, he predicted that he said the stock market will crash in four years, which happened. In 1935, he said countries of the world will join forces to fight against Germany, Austria, and Japan, which also happened. Um, and then, but they were also like, but these things, like a lot of people were thinking these things yeah, would happen before. Predict things so, all the time. But there were like some other things that he predicted that came true. But then he said that Atlantis was the origin of all human life and that in 1968 or 69, the island would rise again from the depths of the sea for when? Armageddon in 1968 or 69. No, instead we just landed on the moon. But wait. But wait, <gasps> there's a what? spacecraft called Atlantis. <gasps> oh my gosh. NASA had a spacecraft called Atlantis. Wait. When did that spacecraft when it look launched? Up, when it launched? I'm gonna look it up right now. Hold on. <laughs> Cause okay, while you're looking that up, so he said that kind of like what you said. You were talking about how the garden. 1985. Eden. So he was wrong. Okay, but it was the beginning of it. So he said that the first inhabitants of Earth were fallen angels, and that they were like projections that came to earth willingly but then they became more wild and ape-like and then got trapped in the physical world so then after that more angels volunteered to come down and help their friends down the path of evolution and that's how like we came from monkeys um and they were guided by an angel named Emilius, who is this casey dude this is all stuff that this casey guy has said under hypnosis so he's did getting us from his beyond. own like religion eventually um no can i join but it he, oh. yes you can join it so this Emilius guy is the first reincarnation of jesus christ <gasps> and <laughs> these angels that all came down all like took on like a mortal body i guess and they created five races and those races were white black red yellow and brown oh yikes so Emilius was uh the leader of the red race and his people were known as the Atlanteans, and they were known as the first human civilization. Uh, this Casey guy said they invented everything, including quantum power and, from a crystal and had could astral project. Literally uh, but Wakanda. Then, yeah, I know. So then they said, he said this peaceful group split, and then there became the follow the children of the law of one and the sons of Be- Belio? Belio? Um, and the children of the law of one said, let's be nice and love everyone. And the children of Belia said, no, F everyone. Let's be greedy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Typical human condition. And then they, so the sons of Belio began cloning human animal hybrids and they wanted Ew, them for it's slaves. it's like animorphs. Yeah. What I thought is how, you know how they always in Egyptian culture, they always like their gods are like half Ooh, human, true. half animal was like maybe those came from atlantis because atlantis was freaking doing tests on all these people so they the sons of belia wanted 
them for slaves, and so this tore everyone apart. And then I wrote, everyone lived together in harmony, but everything changed when the animals attacked. So I guess these animals <laughs> came. No, literally, these they just say these massive-ass animals came and attacked all, started attacking all five races. And so all these five races got together, and the sons of Belio were like, let's kill all the animals with a death ray. And all the five people said, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So they're like, okay. But Psyche, the energy used uh, from this like death ray caused a giant earthquake that broke this giant continent into five, uh, into the five races, like got divided onto these five continents. And then they all began fighting for 20,000 years. And then in 28,000 BC, the sons of Belio um, exploded another crystal and it like sunk half of their thing. And this causes... (laughs) I'm telling you, this is great. I'm gonna make a movie of this, and it caused right, and so it caused a huge climate change where everything, like the the earth, started like freezing, which killed off all the giant animals. So then that was no longer a problem. Um, And then in 11,000 BC, the second king of Egypt said, "Let's all meet again, and we're gonna stand where we stand with like God and what we should do with the animals." Oh, no, I lied. So Belius exploded their thing and was like, that started some climate change. 11,000 Egyptian, 11,000 BC, Egypt said, let's meet together. And they said, let's talk to God and ask what we should do with the animals. And so they all gathered and a decision was made. But this Casey guy didn't tell anyone what the decision was. But he said, God had his own solution. And in 10,000 BC, God said, I'm moving the poles of the earth and we're going to freeze everything. So this caused like... An ice age. Um, but humans survived. Um, but then they killed all the freaking animals. So, so then he also all said. All of this is what this dude said under hypnosis. Yes. He's like, here's the history of freaking yes. the earth. He's like, let me tell you from the cosmos of oh space. Because that's God. what he channels. So then he said, so Emilius was like the guy who like led people to creation. Emilius was then reincarnated as Adam. Who was then recreate or did I say recreated, reincarnated as Hermes, which he was the one in charge of like building the pyramids in Egypt. And then he was reincarnated as Joseph in the Bible, who was sold into Egypt, and then he was reincarnated to Jesus Christ. So you don't overall want a reincarnation. Yeah. So overall, this theory sucks. It makes no sense. I think um, this one's my favorite though. Oh, it's my favorite, but I'm saying it makes no sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, it's my favorite. That's why the whole time I was like listening to this one, I was like, "This, why am I going to repeat this? But I was like, but it's too good. I can't it's leave so that good. out. I want to be a follower of right? what, Carl Casey. Uh, Not Carl. His name's Edgar Casey. He should change his name to Carl. So, but what's interesting is he kind of, like he had things that were like, Casey said things that were, like, kind of right, but also completely wrong. So, like, his time period was also around the, like, last ice age of the Earth. And during this time, giant animals did actually roam the Earth, and they were known as, I wrote it down, something like megafauna or something. Um, But then what he said at this time that, like, God changed the polar, and then so the Earth started to freeze. But actually at this time... uh. 
the earth started to like heat up very rapidly and that's actually caused um the megafauna to go extinct um but then it also caused like the all the ice to melt and so there was a lot of flooding which could have caused like the flooding of atlantis um and so but and then people also think that this melting of the ice caps and stuff and the floods could have been what's known as noah's flood hypothesis um which is like the black sea flooding in the bible and all that stuff is due to the climate change at this time so but what we do know is how we you know how i said that he said in 1968 or 69 that atlantis would rise from the ocean yeah on September 2nd, 1968, an underwater rock formation was found off the coast of the Bahamas. The formation was a huge wall of limestone made of different blocks, and each block was about 10 to 13 feet long and 7 to 10 feet wide. And they said the corners were had originally been cut at 90 degree angles. So, like, imagine this massive wall set up. Like, no human is going to freaking lift a 10 by 7 brick it's like the freaking uh pyramids crap um so there that was found at that time and they're like is this atlantis so maybe that was us finding atlantis and that was it rising from the depths but also scientists came back and said oh this is just naturally occurring something with the shifting tectonic plates and then all those things and i'm like but how the freak does it naturally occurring 10 by 7 feet bricks with 90 degree angles actually occur so scientists are wrong no uh i'm just kidding um and then oh yeah and so they also said that the scientists said that these rocks had only been exposed to water since 2000 bc so but i'm also like where did the rocks come from like i don't believe that they're naturally occurring um so then the third one oh i got like all of my stuff from the conspiracy podcast same and then i did that in wikipedia and then yeah that's really all i got my stuff so they talked about this other lady and i can't believe i didn't write her name but you can go to the conspiracies podcast to find her name but i'm gonna say her name was sarah because she sounds like sarah so she said that Atlantis was known as was full of like these like superhuman people um, and that they that there are five like core periods of like evolution in like species. So the first one is known as the ethereal like species and they were like the first inhabitants of Earth and they were just like thoughts that like happened to be in the air kind of crap. And then the second evolution was they were conscious and they had a visible presence, but there was like nothing physical about them. The third evolution was three-eyed giants called Lumerians, um, and they lived where the Indian Ocean is. But then that sank, and some of them escaped, and they became what's known as the Atlanteans, or the fourth people of this thing. Um, And then they were super advanced. They had magic. Um, energy called vril which is like psychic powers um but they began to practice black magic which oh no shit like (laughs) as soon as you start doing black magic you know things are gonna go bad so they also bred human animal hybrids um they said lions tigers and bears so i'm like is this like wizard of oz or like what's happening (laughs) but (laughs) 
the these an, human animal hybrids were not for slave well they were for slaves but these ones were for sex slaves so wait what <laughs> i said these animal hybrids were created for sex slaves instead of just normal slavery so this creator or god said hell? nope and he punished them and broke up atlantis but 9,000 of these Atlanteans escaped it because they were telepathically warned from this, like, being to escape. And they said, peace out. And they settled in the Gobi Desert, in the Sahara Desert. And then their descendants are the Aryans, which were super advanced and repopulated the globe after all the Atlanteans um, died off and were descendants of the Aryans, humankind today. Um, so not, like... Sounds really stupid, right? Like, that sounds just made up. But guess who freaking loved this? The Nazis. Oh, Hitler my Hitler was like, gosh. holy shit. He was like, let's get a freaking superior race. Let's remake the Atlanteans. And he ate this shit up. And he was like, so he sent expeditions, like, all over the world to find Atlantis. And I just say, screw a master race because everyone sucks. Maybe and that's where Hitler went. He to Atlantis when he didn't die. Shut up! They haven't heard that escape, one yet. <laughs> he went to escape to find Atlantis. He probably did because one. So and that was kind of the end of that one. Himself. No, so <laughs> stop! They haven't heard that one yet. That comes out after this one. Um, because that's guest episode two. So no, but one of the things I was like looking up other conspiracies, um, and one of the other conspiracies of Atlantis is that Antarctica was used to be Atlantis, but then that's it was like, frozen Hitler over. Went. I know that's what I was thinking. I was like, they literally he sent Nazis. There's a Nazi camp in in Antarctica. So I'm like, maybe they know something we didn't, <gasps> and Atlantis is real. That's the most convincing one. You got me. <laughs> so. That's where I'm going to go. Um, but then also another fun one was that the Bermuda Triangle is also Atlantis. They, and the fact says that the Bermuda Triangle is like 50 million different things. Yeah. So but the Bermuda Triangle is Atlantis. And because it's kind of off the coast of the Bahamas and that's where that wall of limestone was found, that it's kind of like slightly more believable and that's why it was like cursed or whatever, and that's why all these ships like get stuck there. So that's really all I have. Those are all your theories. Yeah, because people. Believe, do you believe them? Um, I my one is that I really think. I personally think that Atlantis was a real city. I don't even necessarily know if it was called Atlantis, but I think there was a city that probably was super powerful, super big, and then was destroyed by earthquakes and flooding. And Plato used it as an allegory to teach, but I don't know what city. And I think it would make sense that it was either in like southern Spain or Morocco um, because there was enough history basis in that first one that kind of made me think like, oh, there definitely has to be something but other than that, I don't know. And so I also like to think that Hitler was like, I'm going to effing find Atlantis. And I hope he, that's his hell, is cons- constantly looking for Atlantis but never finds it. No, what if he did find it? No, he didn't he because did. he doesn't deserve to find it. Oh. He deserves to rot. <laughs> I was kind of bummed that like 
none of the things we talked about were about like mermaids. What mermaid? What did you want? Mermaids came in and like like Atlantis is, isn't it? Like the mermaid. Yeah, but people have used that Atlantis. That's what people say Atlantis is now, not that it used to be. They say that the city sank and then they all like evolved into mermaids. I don't think it ever existed. You think it's just fake? I think it's just fake because if it existed, I feel like we would have found evidence of it by now, and we haven't. What about if another civilization was built on top of it, like the Tesseros or whatever? I just feel like we are advanced now that we could find things like that. But it's a nice story. Well, you're wrong. It's a nice bedtime story, but it's not real. It's really not. That's one thing I read on the internet, too, that was like, people were like, Atlantis, really, this overall story is not something that should be like romanticized because really it's about a story about a civilization that was like perfect but then it was corrupted by greed and money and tried to expand beyond its powers and that's what caused it to fall so it was like it's not really a great bedtime story it's like the frozen 2 story where they're like don't go too far or you'll die it's one of those kind of stories (gasps) yeah oh that's all I got. Yay for Atlantis. So, yeah, that's Atlantis. Please tell us if you think Atlantis is real or is a fake or is did Hitler find Atlantis? Let us know. <laughs> Cuz that's the only Just part wait until that I next believe. Week. <laughs> um and um we thank you for listening and um, please su- continue to support us and continue to listen. We will get better, especially when school's over. We're so close. We're so close. So if you want to contact us and give us ideas or just say, hey, you can contact or us. Or if you're interested in merch, let us know because I'm interested in merch, but yes. I haven't like no one's asked about it or anything, and so I don't. I'm like, oh, what I'm gonna put out merch just to sell zero shirts? I don't know. We will do it to please all of our fans. Um, all three of you. All three. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to contact us, you can re- reach us at our Instagram at snacks and tinfoil hats. We have a Twitter, which is cstfhp. Um, you can also email us at cstfhpodcast at gmail.com, um, as well as like us on Facebook at Conspiracy Snacks and Tinfoil Hats. And remember to like and like. rate us on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. And Spotify. As well as Spotify and Stitcher and Google Podcasts. Yeah, we're on Google too. Um, like, rate, and subscribe. Like, rate, and subscribe. Link at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, and just know that if we go missing... I'm blaming the giant freaking animals. Oh, I was going to blame Edgar Casey. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm animal, coming for you. The animal hybrid blame sex slaves. Blame the animals. <laughs> blame the animal sex slaves. Ew. If we go missing... Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>
thank you for all your information. Yeah, you did really good. That was so sarcastic. Yeah, because I was going to say, just kidding, suck my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, you're a piece of shit.